It's always Piros that says, it's never a loss, it's always a lesson. And that helped me through, that's fine, just take it as a lesson and work on that. So if you see there is actually a Hachidan or Nanadan in Europe or in Japan, so ah, there is a chance for me to reach that part, reach that point of my life that I can be. But you have all the female higher grade practitioners and sensei, no, don't give up, continue doing that. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Tokushikai Insight Log Podcast. Today we're speaking with Konstantina Perlape from Greece and now living in Italy. Konstantina has been practicing Iaido for over 10 years and is currently Yondan in the European Kendo Federation. In this wide-ranging conversation, we talk about her journey through the European Iaido Championships from beginner to now, her relationships with teammates and practitioners from countries all across Europe, and the senseis that have inspired her throughout the years. The joy and liveliness with which Konstantina recalls her experience was contagious and an important reminder to all of us that we can look forward to many other exciting experiences when we can return to practice. It was certainly a great reminder for me to keep these important connections alive and well during these difficult times. Please enjoy this engaging conversation with Konstantina Perlepe. Hello everyone, my name is Konstantina Perlepe. I'm Greek, currently and permanently living in Italy with my husband. And I start my Iaido life 10 years ago, 2010. Oh my God, sounds like yesterday actually. (laughs) Feels like yesterday. I'm a Yondan, fourth Dan in Iaido, quite low grade, but very hard to achieve, believe me. (laughs) I was training in Greece until 2014. Then I had to move to England for work because I'm a nurse. And then I trained three years in England under Martin Clark Sensei Rokudan, based in Cambridge. I had a lot of help during seminars, registrations and stuff from Andy Watson Sensei. And then uh, when I met my husband in the European Championship, I moved in Italy and currently training with uh, Detlef van der Hoven, Nana Dan in, in Bologna. So up till now, I'm changing teachers. They are very kind to me, very, very helpful. I have no problems whatsoever. And they are very, very knowledgeable people. Yeah. What got you into Iaido in the first place? Yeah, I was, I was training many years ago, Kung Fu, the Chinese martial arts. And one day our uh, teacher showed us a boken, and they say this is the Iaido sword that they use a samurai. I was always already into the Japanese culture, so I knew quite a lot. But because in Greece 10 years ago it was very, very difficult to find a dojo, it was really hard to locate someone skillful enough and start some training. So after I stopped the Kung Fu, after searching, sending emails everywhere, whatever, I was searching Yaido, Yaido, and I met a sensei. And unfortunately, because his dojo is very far away from my parents' house, he recommended my current teacher that he's closer to my house. And I went to a lesson, I went to the dojo and just fell in love with the place, with the energy, the wooden floor, the silence, the smell, everything. And that was it. Cook the food, how it is in French. I was uh, absolutely amazed by the discipline the techniques, the effort the body has to do because from the outside it seems so easy and inside you're dying (laughs) mentally and 
body like and I, that was it i had a great teacher i still have because i'm visiting from time to time and i'm still uh, following their steps and, and it's really clear that, like even when you move you had to find a place to continue your practice uh, that was that was actually one of my biggest fears before moving to England, I was so scared because I'm not going to find the idol. Because in Greece, I was training six times a week, two hours a day. That was quite a lot. Yeah, and suddenly go from that to none. I was depressed the first three months. I was really depressed. And for the first year, because I was living in a remote city at the north of England, it was really difficult to find a dojo. So I just had to travel a lot to attend seminars, summer seminars, most likely. And thank God, Andy Watson was so kind. And he subscribed me to his dojo so I can have my English passport of, yes, you can travel with a sword because England is so weird with the swords at the airports. And uh, he guided me through. So I changed city, I went to Cambridge and I found Martin Clark, an excellent Yaidoka person that I have no words to describe. He helped me quite a lot and depending my turns at work because we work you know on the clock with turns and stuff, he helped me very very much and as well his students because I didn't have a car so his students willing to take me from my house, take me to the dojo. It was an amazing experience. I, mean, I didn't miss the idol so much. They helped me so much not to miss the idol. And then I came to Italy and immediately Detlef Sensei picked me up, said, you are in my dojo, don't worry, I will help you. And he's, even though he's a Jikiden line and a Mushoshiden, he's so nice and kind. I have no problems. He was always attending my seminars with my Japanese Sensei, so he helped me a lot with all this transition on the city, <laughs> so I travel a lot. <laughs> So I'm sure we're going to touch on some of these people that you've mentioned. Just a heads up to people who are listening. This is our first tr time trying something like this on this podcast. Normally I interview people, but today we thought we'd have some fun. Constantina is going to look through some photos. She can describe them and then talk about what's meaningful about that. And I hopefully in the future we could do something similar with other guests because on Facebook, especially, there's all these martial arts photo challenges. And the, the challenge is don't say anything about it, but then what's the interesting part of it? Like, I want to find out <laughs> what's behind it. So, Constantina, why don't you choose one photo first, uh, describe it, and then let's go from there. Sure. Okay, let's start with my first picture. It's this one. I know it, it's not so well. You can see I'm in the middle somewhere with blonde hair in this picture. <laughs> I tend to change my hair always. And in this picture is my first international seminar in Poland in 2011 with my former Japanese teacher, Inoue Sensei. And now he stopped coming to Europe and uh, this really sad because he has many problems. So we had to change uh, teacher with his approval, of course. And that was my first seminar, seven days full Zenken Ren and Koryu. Uh, I was just a mudan back then, but my Yaido level from here <laughs> increased like two, <laughs> 10 floors up. It was unbelievable from nine in the morning till seven in the afternoon. And he was an unstoppable sensei. It was like he had batteries on him. I was more tired just looking at him and he was nothing. 
going, 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 and again and again. He was very strict and helped me so much. And at the end of the week, we had the championships and between just a friendly Taikai. And uh, I was so scared. Oh my God, first time Taikai. Oh my God, what I'm doing. I don't even remember the name of the kata, <laughs> something like that. With no reason, I won first place. I was like, okay, that means <laughs> we did something really good there. So I remember from this one, this picture, after this seminar, in all sense, he comes to me, he gives me his hand and say, you're doing an excellent Iido. I love your ki your, your your pressure. And I start crying so much because it was just an honor, a Japanese sensei, that he was on the line with Sagawa sensei, the last, nana, the last ninth dan in Japan. Sagawa sensei was one of the few that was the fundamentals of Zenken then now. And it was just a big honor for me to, to tell me, don't stop, continue, you're great. You have a lot to learn. You're just a mood, obviously. But yeah, it was uh, fantastic as an experience, honestly. That sounds like a great initial experience to motivate you to continue. Yeah, imagine me, just like a 25-year-old. I was like, oh my God, thank you. Stop crying so much. It's, it's because, you know, you think that the Japanese are not paying attention so much to us, the Europeans, if you're not high-grade enough. You, you get this feeling sometimes from some Japanese. But actually, they see everything. Every doesn't matter if you win medals or not. They, the, the thing that they attracts them is how you imprecate the idol that you're doing. So I think that that moved him and he said these kind words to me and I hold them in my heart until now. It makes me not want to stop even with these bad uh, cases of coronavirus. You know, don't stop, so continue doing the idol. So yeah, he's an amazing man. And this was your first encounter with him. Do you have any other memories of when he came again in the future? What was his teaching like and what was he like as a person? He was, uh, I, after that year, we continued going another two years until he stopped going to Europe. Uh, the last time I've seen him was 2013. His uh, teaching, no matter his age, because when I met him was around 70, 72, I think. And he had quite a lot of problems. Uh, if somebody knows him, correct me if I'm wrong. So until the last year we met him, he was relentless, like continuing, strong, Iaido. He was focusing on the cutting, the correct, okay, the technique, you have to work on it in your dojo, but you have to work other stuff as well. That's something that's colliding with so many Iaidokas that I see these days. So he was teaching us the real way to fight. Okay, maybe it's the Kisaki is not completely straight, 90 degrees or whatever, you know, these points, points, but you have to be effective to cut. You have to be effective. And he was doing the kata with us. It wasn't just sitting in a corner, just looking at us. He was wearing his eye clothes, his boken. He had the specially made boken so he can make an up sound. It was amazing doing the kata with us. And one day I remember, that was the last time I met him. We were doing chukate, and okay, we girls have some problems with chukate anatomically. He comes to me, he grabs my shoulders, and he opens completely the shoulders. Kostadina-san, open, open, because he knows a couple of English, open, and I hear a crack on my back. I was like, huh, this is supposed to be like that, okay. Harikato-sensei, hi, 
sodas, sodas, you know, like that. So he was going to each one of us and correcting. It wasn't just to say that, oh, okay, you do it right. Okay, that's fine. I'm gonna focus on with my Godan Roku dance and whatever. He was really, really attentive to everyone and so kind because after the training, we had lunch together, we were talking, we have the translator that he was, she was like helping us. If you want to talk to him, please do so. Ask questions. I'm translating. So he was so kind and always answering my questions. Always. I have no problem with him. So glad I met him. As I can see, most of my photos are from the Europeans. <laughs> it's a big impact on me. So my second photo is this one. You can see me. I'm the blonde girl hugging by the guy. This is Michalis, my senpai. Uh, it's the year of 2012 in Stephen Age, England, when we had the European Championship and I won the first place in the Europeans. So after I realized what happened, because when you are on the zone, <laughs> you don't realize what is happening. Michalis ran to me, hugged me and said, do you realize what happened? You got the first medal and nobody ever got gold medal before the year before he won the third place in yonder division but uh, gold medal was never something that happened for the greek team so it was like oh my god what just happened and everybody ran to me hugging me screaming you know it was such an amazing amazing day i was shaking for two hours after <laughs> and i remember in this in this taikai before the finals or semi-finals, I don't remember, Spiros Sodoshlakis was the captain of the team. And I started having a panic attack. Like, he wasn't telling me what was the next fight, uh, if I was fighting for, for a third place, second place, whatever. He was like, just go there, do your thing, you know. So at some point, I was realizing, oh my God, I'm going to the finals. Oh my God, what's happening? I was literally having a meltdown melting down and Spiros grabbed me he slapped my face and he was like get yourself together just do what you're doing okay you can do it you can I believe in you you can do it okay sensei hi sensei and I turned my head and I see the Belgians who were sitting next to us and they were like what just happened <laughs> did she got slapped by Spiros because they know Spiros from uh, their daughter I was like no 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 I'm okay I'm okay I needed this you know just Sometimes not something very hard, but just to shake me up. And I was amazing. I went there, I won, and she was like, I told you so. <laughs> he was like, in fun of me after that. It was amazing experience, amazing. That was in Mudan Division, by the way. Still very early years. So make sure to slap you every time you have a big fight coming up. Oh my God. Yeah, he's, he's, he's actually saying, do you want to slap now? Just, just calm down. No, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay. And I'm, you know, hiding my cheeks. <laughs> he's really, really good at motivating people. He's a military man. He knows how to deal with that. And it sounds like, it sounds like the, the Greek team is quite close to each other too. You guys practice a lot together, had to prepare Yes, we, not so much in the beginning because we were, when I started going to the Europeans, we just literally started having a good team of uh, all divisions because we're still very young, related to other countries. 
And the first year in Andorra, we were quite a big team. Michalis won third place. And then we started building a very good team, which now leads us to an amazing, happy family, I will say. Which we have our frictions as everyone, but we can understand each other, help each other, motivate each other. We have so many stories of the Europeans that one session of with you it won't be enough to express it. That we are very, very close. And we even me that I'm not living in Greece and I cannot train with them right now. My my teammates always send me messages. How are you? Are you okay? When you're coming to Greece, come to train with us, come to do just a nice talk, a nice dinner, nothing too much. No, not always focusing on yeah, I do training. So we built a very nice team and whoever comes, new, modern, southern, they're feeling very welcome. So we create a nice environment for everyone to attend. All right. So let's see. You said most of your pictures are from the European Championships. You have another one. <laughs> yeah, it's, that was, uh, I have two from Helsinki, again from Europeans. This is with my team. We won first, pla uh, first time we won a third place on the Team Taikai, first time ever. So we are the four here, I'm in the middle again. It was the first time, this is Kusama Sensei that takes the picture with us. That was another milestone we managed because the team usually had very hard drawings and we always ended up with very difficult teams, we weren't prepared. But this year, 2014 in Helsinki, we won the third place. It was a, a fantastic. Even Spiros, I think he got really emotional in this uh, situation. That was amazing. Very big, very big preparation from all the teams. All the teams were fantastic. You, you know, Holland, Belgium, every, everyone was... The level of the Europeans is so high. I still remember my first time in Andorra. I was so scared because when I saw them, I was like, are they from this planet? What am I doing? <laughs> so two years now, I was feeling really lower level. And doing the Europeans helped me so much to change my idol and pushing myself to do more, to improve myself. Because if I don't improve myself, I'm never going to win anything. That's something for me to work like that. Other people, they don't work like that. But you see the level... And you can compare and you know what you need to work. Maybe you need to work more on the same. Why did I lose? Maybe I did something wrong on the technical part. Maybe I wasn't pushing enough. You know, and then you question, you go to back to the dojo and redo all the thinking, the practice. And it's always Spiros that says, it's never a loss. It's always a lesson. And that helped me through. It's ne he's never going to tell you, why did you lose? Never going to tell you, so that's fine. Just take it as a lesson and work on that. Very healthy advice from a high sensei of his level. So that picture was of your team getting onto the podium for the first time. Yaido is very individual in the competition. Even when you're in a team, it's one-on-one. One -on -one. So what, what would you describe as the differences between making a team work in something like a European Championship compared to just going in as an individual? It's true. For me, I don't know. The pressure is less when we do the Team Taikai because I feel like we are four because it's even the guy that he doesn't compete. It's including on the team, so we're not here. We are four. So it's more divided, the pressure. 
but then again we are like one body all together so it's like when i'm competing yet alone but i still feel the positive energy from my team going do what you it's always like this even on the individual but sometimes on the individual all the team is having at the same time uh, tools to do so they are not we are not always all together always somebody but not all together as a team but when we do the team competition it's like one body and that it starts when you do the rejo we're moving together as one and that's the key most of the teams they know that uh, and it's uh, amazing because even if you lose even if you win your team is gonna be there with you whatever so if you do something stepping you lose it's like the other say the other guy say don't worry i got you i'm gonna win this for you it's like an unspoken words between the teammates and it's like that it's like um sometimes i'm always on the first i don't know why if maybe because of my height i'm small uh, i win the first one the second one loses and we go on the back and i'm just whispering him don't worry all is okay don't worry all is okay he hears me even though i'm whispering because it's not supposed to speak and then the other guy wins again so it's like happy energy positive energy let's do this let's do this and it's until now it's really really worked last year we won second place with the team on the on the team taikai and it's always like that we are a full team together always don't worry we're gonna win the next one don't worry just do your thing it's not pressure that's the difference where when you go alone you are alone it's you against the other one and you have to convince the simpans that look at me i'm the best I, there's no one else to support me on the back to win the second fight so we can win it's me so it's more pressure to to deal with it this is how i feel it i don't know if other idokas have the same feeling but this is how i i interpret it yeah just hearing you talk about this makes me miss the taikai <laughs> COVID finished quickly so we can get back at it. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes we say, sometimes I say, many times I say, oh my God, I'm done with Taikai. I can't, I don't care anymore. It's just too stressful. And my body, before the Europeans, I'm putting my body in so much stress, so much hours and practicing and suburi and challenging. And, and then I said, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. But then again, I was like, oh my God, I miss you. I miss the thrill. I miss the entering the CI Joe and say, this is life and death. I have to win. Otherwise, I'm dead. It's something more mental rather than... And it's not about the medals. I never... It's not about the medals. Maybe when I was a mood and I was more excited, ooh, I got first place or second. But now it's more like I have to do well because after Yondan, the idol starts to become more... Yes, technical. You have to have the technique to reach Yondan, but then you have to prove that Yes, I'm cutting somebody in front. This is a real battle I have to win. It's not just, yeah, we are doing Kihon, one, two, three, one, two, three. And that's why I like Taikai. In the first several years, because you get grades quickly, you enter the next group and then you might be facing different people. But as you're oh. entering the higher grades, you see the same people again and again. And you develop this kind of rivalry <laughs> in a good way. Like one person beats the other person, the other person beats you, and then you just push each other up. Oh my God, this is exactly my life for Europeans. <laughs> because, you know, I'm going 10 years now in the Europeans. 
And in my category, we are always the same people. And hopefully you say, okay, like Valentin Verbach, that he's the gold boy, I'm calling him. He's always winning. Amazing A-Doc. I have no words about this guy. And uh, at some point, we, we were on the same, on the same category, on the Sundance. And it was on, not on pool, but on the knockouts, on the second knockout. If I had won, I would have had to encounter them. But thank God I lost. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank God. Just, just go change your category. Let me relax a little bit on my category. But it's so happy, so nice. Because he comes to me when I was having another uh, pool done. I passed, okay, I was ready for knockouts. Ah, Costadina, be careful. You're doing this wrong. Okay, thank you. But we were in the same category. This is what I like. And I was so wrong the first year that I went in the Europeans. I was so scared that uh, people are mean. People are uh, very individual. Okay, they are this kind of people. But it's so one or two, but not the majority. They help each other so much. Be careful with the timing. Be careful with the line. Don't go out. We always, even if we are in different countries, same categories that you can easily say, you know what, do what you want to do. It's easier for me to win. You have people that come and say, be careful with that because I saw you doing this wrong. It's not good. And I'm, I'm feeling like this is the real Buddha. We, don't, we are not there to kill each other. We are there to learn from each other. And okay, well, let's have a fun but by doing the Tai Kai, which is always a great learning opportunity. And I have no words about that. It's like, uh, in fact, I'm going to show you the next two pictures. This is me hugging Kim Cross from Belgium. That was the Tai Kai Europeans in Berlin, Germany, 2015. We were both on the semifinals. And I lost 2-1. I won third place. He won second because later he lost in the finals. But when we get out from the pool, we run to each other, start hiking each other. And I was like, I'm so glad you won. I'm so glad you won. Thank you so much. In the simpan, they were looking at us a little bit like, what are they doing? But for us, I was really happy because I was competing against a friend. But it wasn't a competition. It was like a friendly match. It was like that. And it was feeling like that. I was so genuinely happy that I lost from Kim because as well, he's a good AI dog. I know him so many years. And the same happened with Thea from Finland. I won second place. She won first place. That was in Poland, Zadowice, in 2018. When we reached the finals, I didn't know who was my opponent. And I was really drained, tired. You know how is Taikai. And I saw Thea running to me jumping on me to hug me and kiss me. I was like, what happened? Oh my God, oh my God, we are competing together on the finals. Oh my God, two women, especially because we were two women. And that's really rare in the idol world, if you think about it. And I was like, I can't believe it. We are competing together. It's such an amazing opportunity. And it was, it's not like, oh my God, I'm competing against her. Oh my God, no. It's like we are having a family from other countries. It's like international family, as we call it. And it was an amazing experience. She won first place, fair and square. I won second place. And again, we were hugging each other and crying together. It was amazing. And on the podium, we were all girls on Sunday Division, apart from one guy, I believe, from Switzerland. 
if I'm not wrong, that he got to the third place. But all the other the fighting spirits were all girls. And Kusama Sensei said, oh my God, that's a great uh, podium, all women. <laughs> it was a fantastic moment. The way that you're describing it, it just makes me think that normally in competition, you have an opponent, you don't really know them, but you respect their ability. But the difference here is, it's like you're competing with siblings, like you're saying, you're from different countries, but you're brothers and sisters. Exactly. So there's no animosity when one person no. wins or loses. You're just happy that you right. get so to no have hard this. Fittings. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. As I believe that if I win, it's not going to be somebody's going to be mad at me because I beat him or her. It's the same as me. I'm not mad. I'm going to say, I'm mad with myself. What the hell did I do wrong? Why, why did I miss this? But I'm happy that the other guy or girl won fair and square. It's not something to be mad about the other guy. Jesus, let's be honest. And that's just a nice, healthy way of seeing Budo in the idol. I don't know, maybe because we know each other or even if we knew some, somebody new in our division, even if it's in Jordan Gordon, because there are some people that they are in Gordon five or six years and you encounter them and you, you have never the chance to speak to them. They're still friendly. They're still very nice to you. They, they, they are not going to say, oh, okay, don't talk to me. You are just, you know, another AI dog. Oh, you are the enemy because you are from a different country. I never experienced this in AI. I don't never. Uh, so the next photo will be of the two sensei that inspired me that women can do a lot. Actually, there are two women. This is Ordinki Silvia Sensei in the middle. This is from Germany. She was one of the direct students of Sagawa Sensei. She lived in Shaban for many years in his dojo. He, she learned directly from him and she proved me that it doesn't matter that you're a woman, you have the same capacity to beat a man during Taikai and use the sword and never complain, ah, the sword is heavy, ah, the sword is long. She was always trying to help me until now. She's the gentlest soul I ever met. And she's always, no, women can do. Women are very capable of doing stuff. And she proves to us when we were doing, I remember in our dojo in Athens, she was doing a private lesson. She's an Anadan, by the way. She was doing a lesson and she was using the boken. And my sensei, Yanis, was using another boken. They were trying to do the ukenagasi so we can understand the contact when we turn to do the uke. And uh, Yanis was holding the boken in the uke position and she did the cut and she cut the boken in half. The boken in half. Just We were just so silent because it wasn't just like this. It was half broken. And I'm like, she looks so fragile as a woman because she's very skinny. She's, you know, tall and skinny. It's not something muscles like you see in all men. Okay, if a man can do it, yeah, it's muscles. See, it was all technique, all tenuchi. And that time, you know, heart-shaped eyes. <laughs> oh, my God, if she can do it, I will do it. I don't know when, but I will do it too. So she's a great mentor still going to seminars with her, she's amazing. And the next woman is Kinomoto Sensei. This is the picture from the first women's seminar that happened in Italy two years ago. We were only women for uh, two days. And uh, for the first day, the second day, the men came to interact a little bit with us. 
and she was the same same mentality same uh, thinking that women can do because in japan was when she was training it was even more difficult to attend seminars to say ah, a woman is going for taigai it's a little bit mm, they don't like it but she earned her place fair and square and she's an amazing hachidan uh, a woman that is so gentle she helped me so much with my yondan she came and told us to all the women, whoever wants to pass exam or taikai or something, the higher grade you get, you need to see your opponent. That is so difficult to comprehend and put it in action. So she gave us an example of, of a movie, uh, I don't remember the name, where he, the, 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 the enemy was made of liquid and just think that your enemy has no face and he's just like a, a man with no face but he's liquefied and try to visualize that don't think that it's you against yourself which most of the ei dokas we are thinking just use this just visualize just maybe at first you see a shadow maybe you see only a glitch but the more you are trying to focus you more you're gonna do it and actually helped me so much when I got to my Yondan. That was a very key information to, to help me with in this step. Could you talk more about these seminars, these women-only seminars? Mm -hmm. Yes, this was an initiative uh, taken two years ago with the Yuki Kanto Sensei from Belgium. And uh, because we, you know, the majority of the seminars like is men. And uh, in, in fact, every time we do the Europeans, the delegation is asking how many women, how many men, how is the numbers this year? Because unfortunately, they are decreasing some years. Some years we are no, never more than men, unfortunately. But we were like this and we have so many questions, even from the simplest one. How to get dressed? How to put the kimono? How to put the hakama? How to hold the sword? We have different anatomy. How many times you see the women and the hakama ends up getting high or getting loose where well, the men have the belly the beer belly as we call it and everything stays put for eight hours nothing happens so we had so many questions so i don't know how exactly happened the um, the contact but kinomoto sensei is one of the highest grades in japan of sigakeriu as well and they decided to make a woman's seminar and so many women attended all over europe it was an amazing experience. We had to talk about so many female stuff. I, I'm sorry, I don't like to, to separate female and male, but it was genuine female problems that we have, especially during katas, especially dressing, especially, okay, the simplest one. Between, in the taikai, there's a man cutting like crazy because he has the muscles, me, I'm not. How can I win against him? Because this is a valid reason to be scared, you know, to be concerned. And she was famous. Girls, your technique is always going to win against power. So do, do your best to, to polish your technique. And this is so true. Whenever I was trying to win over power and trying to put my power to, to compete against men, I was losing. When I was putting my semi and my technique on the maximum, I was always winning. And this is true. I'm not saying to be completely technical, one, two, three, one, two, three, no. But technique is always better than brutal power, especially in the idol. That's how 
she helped us, everybody, because uh, it's in the idea you don't have female category, male category. So we talk about something else, is that ever going to happen? But when we have this mix of uh, genders, female, male together competing, you have to, it's not a trick, it's just a legit way to, to compete against guys as for women. And many others are how to train, how to, how can we women continue training because we have even, we can be mothers, we have motherhood, the men never stop uh, if they become uh, father parents, uh, the women have to take a step back to raise the family, how to use everyday objects, even the, the knife to cut the tomatoes, how to use them in the house so you're not going to lose your tenuchi, all these little secrets golden secrets as we call it that tells you okay that doesn't mean anything that i'm a woman i still can do it i still can go with another way maybe it's a longer way because men are always a little bit unfortunately more direct but we're gonna arrive on the same point sometimes we are better than men not in a bad way but more polished in technique than men in some situation not always that's the other interesting thing about the seminar too, is it's the type of questions and the type of conversations that are being had when it's a mixed seminar. Usually it'd be like, how do we do this really technical or how do we really kill an opponent? But these things, they're useful for guys too, but for some reason, the conversation or the questions don't go there. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah. And yeah, because they think it's a taboo matter. Like, uh, first of all, men are afraid to enter this territory that they don't know how to handle a woman. Like, uh, you need to put the kisaki here. Oh my God, I cannot touch her here. It's a no-no region. Oh my God, how to tell her not to put too much power. Or women being so shy to ask directly to the teacher or the sensei or whatever, how can I do this? Because I have this problem. I have... Uh, a different body type i cannot hold the sword like this the sword is going up because i have hips so there are some things that they are so difficult to communicate with men and that was the second part of the seminar the men doing the question these exact questions and kinomoto sensei to answer so how to find a way to communicate with your female practitioners and yes you can do this and this and this that was all guys were really attending, eyes, ears open, writing down information, because for them it's really useful. It's a, it's a really big issue, even for men, having female practitioners in their dojo because they don't know how to handle them. It's not men that they can hit each other, touch each other, whatever, and it's been okay. So it was an eye-opener, eye-opener. I, I attended two years in a row. This year I couldn't go because of the COVID. It happened in Brussels. It was just when all this mess started. But hopefully it's going to, every year, every two years, they change location. So we can have people that they cannot travel. So it can go to their country. That's a very, very considerate matter because so many other friends, female friends, that they are not financially stable to do this kind of trip. Because believe me, every seminar is going to cost you around 1,000 euros. Hotels, trips, suitcase for the sword, uh, the seminar. So it's not very easy. So they're trying to do it every two years. I think if I'm not mistaken, in different locations, as many as they can, they can attend. Right, that's amazing. We, we, we started doing something similar in Canada too. And it's very eye-opening. It's not necessarily even saying, okay, let's just focus on the differences, but it becomes a different type of seminar when you have this topic. It's very interesting.
Exactly. It's, uh, it's unbelievable because in the seminars you are focusing, I'm doing the kata, I'm doing the yaid, I'm doing the zekinreno, the koryu, and we forget other aspects that they are so important. So you can make yourself better, so you can deliver this information that you're just receiving. And it's fundamental for us, let's uh, women, because I'm a woman, I have to speak for my gender, hopefully. But this is something that really, really helped. And uh, I'm hoping that it's going to continue because uh, I'm, I think, and it's a big problem, many girls, young girls, older women, they want to enter in this world, but they are so scared because it's so concentrated on man. It's, you, you turn your head, it's all men. And you are having a question and you cannot deliver this question. And you feel hopeless and then you stop either because nobody can understand you. And that's a big issue because we have so many great practitioners, but technicality problems that cannot be solved because they didn't have the, the audience, the correct audience, that's just been missed. I can see that when this first starts, it'd be focused on how do we help like the more junior intermediate women feel more confident and continue doing the art. And then eventually this could shift to when you have enough senior women, then how do you help them become leaders and how do you... How do they be more assertive in that manner? And yeah, we need more women. <laughs> yeah, I don't, this is a good way, a good start. More understanding, more questions being answered so you can help each other. And step by step, that will shortly or long term have a better uh, way of communicating between us. <laughs> so if you see, there is actually a Hachidan or Nanadan in Europe or in Japan, so, I mean, so ah, there is a chance for me to reach that part, to reach that point of my life that I can be seeing Yuki Kanto, she's a Rokudan, she's amazing, Eidoka. I said, oh my God, I want to be like her because I'm just a Yondan and I don't know if I will do it, but you have her and all the other female higher grade practitioners and sensei, no, don't give up, continue doing that. It's, it's amazing that you even try because does not take it for uh, for certain that because you're a woman you cannot do this it's, it's impossible i've done it i won against men i lost against men it's fair and square but it can be done it's not something impossible that's what i keep saying okay let's see if we can cover one or two more photos yeah so the next photo is this one again with kim <laughs> it's a very great friend of mine it's uh, in Zalowice in Poland when we both got our Yondan and we're literally crying like babies because Yondan is a big milestone, big milestone. I think Yondan and Rokudan is something that it's nothing like, okay, I'm going, doing my exams and going. It has the highest rate of fail, Yondan. There's so many people repeating again and again, unfortunately, because of this milestone. It's difficult. So that was the end of the Taikai. We past the Taikai, Team Taikai, okay. And we did the exams. I was, because I'm the youngest, <laughs> I was on the first round, <laughs> because it goes up according to age. We finish, I come down, I sit down, Kim finishes, comes back at me, and uh, they posted the exam results. So my senpai, Yanis, a Sigakiryu guy as well, uh, he, uh, he went downstairs with me to see the results, Kim with me. And I said, no, 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 I cannot watch. I cannot watch. I'm going to faint. And my heart was really beating fast. And I said, I'm going to watch it for you. Don't worry. And he comes and oh, okay, you've passed. You took it. And me and Kim, we start crying so much. If you see the picture, we are all red from crying. 
so much. We were hugging. People were thinking that we didn't pass because we said we feel crying so much. <laughs> what happened? And it was like, no, no, no. We were just so happy. We saw our numbers on the board and exactly we're only four people out of 20 that they pass. So the rate is really, really high, small to pass the Yondan. And that was uh, the perfect way to close this uh, Europeans passing our Yondan together. And it was fantastic. So now that you have maybe a couple of years in, what do you think is the difficulty around passing Yondan? <laughs> that is something that I keep saying even to myself and even to others that having the exam. Up till Sandan, it's something that you have to have the technique. Okay, you do the basic stuff up to Sandan, yes, a little bit more, Kikentai no Ichi, doing the correct form, passing through the points as is written in the book. Yondan, you have to show all that perfect plus the fighting, plus that you know what are you doing. It's, it's just an entry level. They say Shodan is the entry level. For me, it's Yondan. It's a, until suddenly you just tiptoeing around, okay, I know what roughly I'm doing, but Yondan is the entrance to the real Yaigo that you have to combine all the knowledge of 10 years and you have to go there and show it. But you have sharpness, you have precision, you have fighting, but you are calm at the same time. That's too much information to deal with for a Yondan. And that's why I think many people are failing, not because technique-wise they're not good, but it's, still, it's difficult to deal with all that. And on top of that, okay, the commission is always very strict as well. They want to push even more. So you need to convince them, yes, I can do it. It's like a Tai Kai Yondan. For me, I feel it like a Tai Kai, but with not so much power, as if you're gonna, not so much competition, the Yondan. I feel it like this way. I, I always was thinking the exams is just a demonstration. But for Yondan, you have to put, yes, I can see the, the opponent. I can see him, he's there. I'm cutting in the correct uh, angle, the correct uh, position. Everything is tak, 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 perfect. So that's what I'm trying to say. Whoever has exams, Yondan, you have to show that your technique is good, very good, that you know what you're doing, but you have a fighting as well because Yondan is the, yes, let me give me the golden information now. I can handle all the rest. And that's... I really like how you're describing it as the beginning. And as a judge, if you're looking at that, you're like, okay, this person has been practicing and it clear that it's more of a hobby it's something that they're just doing for fun but if you consider it as the beginning if it's like okay now this person is ready to really learn what EI is about they have to have showed some kind of commitment so the mental side of it it's not only technique and opponent but have you really shown that you're dedicated to this practice and I guess that's like depth of practice or something that only more senior ranks are able to see but and that's why and that's why I see a lot of people stopping before Yodan, or they try a couple of times and they say, no, 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 this is not for me, I'm stopping. But this is when you have to push yourself even more, because the beautiful thing starts after Yodan. <laughs> more difficult uh, things to handle, more information, more into depth uh, information about the idol and what represents. It's not just moving my sword 90 degrees up and down and making it sound beautifully, because Everybody can do that. Let's be honest. You buy a sword with double heel, really deep groove, and you can make a sound beautifully. But is it correct? 
Does it serve its purpose? No. Now you learn it from Yondan and above why you're doing this and why we're doing it. Acting Yondan is like we are in elementary school and I'm showing you the waza just to understand how to move yourself. Now you have to disassemble everything and put it on so you, like a Tetris, blocking all, all the spaces and do the perfect form. That's why when you see a Rokudan or a Godan, some other practitioners, it's like, I cannot find a mistake. I cannot find a mistake. What? How can I judge two Godans or Rokudan that they're competing? And they are like, oh my God, I can't. It's like when I was having finals with Simonini from Belgium and Zanoni from Italy, both incredible Rokudans. And we were like, I don't know. I really don't know to who I should give the flag. Both of them passed their and Anna done examination perfectly. That it, it's like this. This is the level we, we have to work on it after Yondan. You cannot just drop all the information from lower grades. And the other thing significant about that picture you showed was that there was someone else, like a good friend, that was also grading with you at the same time. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because normally you'd like eventually you, there's no one else that's practicing with you. You start, maybe there's a cohort and then people drop off. And most of the time you're the only one left from the, your beginner group. But then now having someone else that you know and you're getting grades together, what is, what is that experience like? Yeah, it's unbelievable because it's like with Kim, especially with Kim and another two guys, one is from Sweden and the other is from Finland. We always taking the grades together. Because it happened like this since 2012, we're taking our grades together and it's uh, unbelievable how we connect. Okay, we have our grades. Be careful. Don't do this mistake. It's again like the Taikai, but without the medals. Okay, be careful with that. I'm rooting for you. Be calm. I love you. Be, do your best thing. And after that, let's go drink beers. It, it's, it's like that. It's so emotionally supporting. Okay, I have my team. I have my family. But to have even other people passing through the same route as you at the same moment, it's, it's giving you even more resolution to do it. I don't know. I feel like that. It's not just, it's like going somewhere alone, knowing no one, talk to no one. You're going to have more chances of failing because you feel alone rather than having so much support from your team, your friends, and even people grading at the same time with you, but you know them because it's a friend that supports you no matter what it's it's the, the energy is changing so much and i can imagine if they're not from the same dojo you don't see them all the time so like after a couple exactly. of years you go there and you're like whoa you've improved so much and they're like oh you've improved. <laughs> that's amazing that's i think that is the europeans apart from the thai guy and we say for joke, the europeans is for the sayonara party we are going only for the sayonara party it's just Apart from the Thai guy, okay, it's a Thai guy, it's a Thai guy. You do it, you go home, that's fine. You win, you win, you lose, you lose. But the fact that you can have this chance to meet your friends once a year, that you, you share the same passion about something you love, like the idol, you share experiences, funny moments in the idol. But believe me, there are so many funny moments. One time I hit my head to the took of a guy because I, I thank him so much for the gift that he gave me that he, it hit me just between the eyes and we were crying laughing for an hour during practice. It's so many memories that I will never change for the world. I will never want to stop doing it 
just because I meet so great friends and people and, and amazing teachers that helped me during uh, thin and thick, you have no idea. Because with, even with sensei, like Rokudan, because they are sensei, we have communication. How are you doing? Is everything okay? Can I bother you? Can, you? can we speak a little bit? I have a problem in the eye. Even through Facebook, we have good communication. And that's really, really big for me. That's awesome. You're like just this whole conversation is making me so excited and remembering all that, all that and hoping to get back to it. Uh, so we have three minutes left. Do you want to do one more photo? And then we can. This is one, one photo that is the most important of me. This is my current Japanese sensei, Furuichi Norio sensei. And he's the one that uh, took, us, took over us after uh, Inoue Sensei. He's going to Greece, not now because of all this mess, but uh, he's visiting us. And I think I found the continuous, the, the, the next person after Inoue Sensei that, okay, he is my Sensei. I really can learn so much. And he's, he's young, still in age, and has so many information. And the uh, incredible thing with Furuchi Sensei is that he doesn't leave your side until you do it. He's not having a problem. If you're a Mudan, if you're a Rokudan, you're going to do it and then I'm going to leave you alone. It's so funny because he's so approachable. It was unbelievable. Come here. He was hitting me on the head with the bouquet because I couldn't do fast on Kinagasi until I did it and I didn't get hit again. Uh, showing us how to do correct Tenouchi and if you hear him, if you have the chance to watch a couple of videos of him on YouTube doing an embo, his sword is so like flying, it's like cutting everything half. The first time I hear him cutting, I was like, does he have batteries on his sword? What's happening? Why mine is not making this kind of sound? But it's all technique, it's all technique. Don't worry, I'm gonna teach you, I'm gonna go through you. And he's always, as I'm really fortunate that I met these kind of people that they're not very, you know, far from me. Like, yes, you are in the Idoka. Okay, let's keep a distance. They are very friendly. They're willing, willing to pass through the knowledge they have, which is very difficult. Because sometimes you think, oh, maybe they don't tell me all the information. You get that feeling sometimes from some teachers, unfortunately. But he's there. He gives you so much information and waits for you to do it. If you make a question, do it now. And he's an incredible teacher. He's uh, very kind as a man, always uh, helping in everything. And it sounds like it's also not about what he knows. It's not just telling you and showing you he has a lot of information. It's like, this information is not useful until I see you able to apply it. Exactly, exactly. It's like, I'm waiting for you to do it. So if you don't do it, I'm going to find another way to explain to you until you get it. Because there's no point just to give you the information. I just need to, every person is so individually different. Sometimes I'm, I can see the Fruitsis and say, and I understand it immediately. But let's say my Kohai will see the same thing and understand completely something different. So he sees that because he's an expert sensei, comes to us and say, no, it's not like that. It's a third part, something completely different from both of us. Opinion. So he waits for us to do it because that he, it's his passion. He's coming to Europe so many times a year, and he's really, really, really happy to assist and pass this knowledge to us. Okay. So maybe to wrap up this portion, 
Can you tell what's the state of the practice in your part of the country right now? Are you able to go to the dojo and how do you see it kind of opening back up so you're able to practice again? Now in Italy, we had uh, almost all of the year was closed. We couldn't train at all. I haven't trained properly since February. I'm doing some things alone in the house, but not much because of the space uh, problem mostly. Uh, hopefully we're going to start again September. Hopefully, maybe with decreased hours or days. We don't know yet. It's everything changing every day. I hope really, really to start because I'm really missing it. My muscles are craving it for the soul. I start having dreams about the idol. And hopefully we're going to start in September again. For now, everything is closed. Because it's been, even if it's closed in summer, but it's going to be without different protocols for sure, different procedures, how we can be in the dojo with face mask, maybe tabby, disinfectants, obviously. But um, I hope that won't stop us from practicing. Hope all goes well with that. And then when everything opens up again, I can't wait to, to meet you in person and come and train with you in Europe. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That will be, that's the idea of the idea. It brings people together, isn't it? Like from all over the world, we are connecting with something common, the idol. And hopefully, and for surely, we're going to meet training together. All right. Thank you so much for this. And I'll see you again on Tuesday. Yes, for our Japanese lesson. For Japanese class. Thank you so right. much. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you again soon. Hey guys, just one more thing before you head out. Stay up to date on latest news and announcements by subscribing to our newsletter at subscribe.tokushikai.ca or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at tokushikai.canada. We're always looking for ways to improve, so please drop us a line on ideas and guests for the show. The Inside Look podcast is a production of Tokushikai Canada, a member of the Canadian Kendo Federation and affiliated with the Japanese Canadian Cultural Centre in Toronto and the original Tokushikai Yado Club in Tokyo.